Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Praise the Lord. He is so good, isn't he? Don't you feel the goodness of God and the greatness of God? Come on in your homes online. He's worthy to be praised today. Hallelujah. Wow. Praise the Lord. What an awesome time of worship. And um, it's so good to be singing that our God is on the move. How many believe Jesus is on the move right here, right now? Amen. Praise the Lord. And so today, this is our last message in the Take to Heart series. And it's only been four because as I mentioned earlier, this series is about the great, some of the great themes of the book of Revelation that are vitally important for us to um, take them to heart. The Lord wants our lives in days like we're living in. Like I was thinking, how beautiful and how wonderful was that just worship, was that worship service just now? That in days that we're living in, so much tension, so much strife, so much angst, but how many know our God is on the move and we can celebrate him and worship him and glorify him, hallelujah, and our souls can rest in him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so this series was born when I started to read uh, the book of Revelation, one verse just jumped out at me, which I want to read for the last time. It says, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart. Everybody say, take to heart. To hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. The time is near. We're one day closer to Jesus coming back. Amen. And the scripture here is encouraging us to take certain Bible truths, deeply all of the Bible truths, but to take these themes deeply into our hearts so that they can shape the way we, re we are responding and the way that we are living. Once again, what does take to heart mean? It means to internalize or live according to something to be greatly affected and impacted by something, to hold on to as valuable and life-directing. The promises of God are valuable and they should be life-directing. That's what it means to take to heart. And God wants to strengthen us and empower us from the inside out. He wants the secret of our strength to be from the inside out. We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. We can stand. How many know the people of God can stand for the glory of God in every age, in every time, in all seasons? But we've got to take things to heart. And so now we're going to jump all the way to the last chapter of Revelation and the Bible. And we get this beautiful scene in heaven. This scene is a marvelous description of what we have to look forward to. This scene that I'm about to read, by the way, 
uh, uh, um, keep reading the book of Revelation. I've gotten so many beautiful testimonies of people who've been really studying Revelation, studying the different churches and, and looking at, at the different things that Jesus said and, and just really being built up and edified. When you read the last few chapters of Revelation, like the new heavens and the new earth have now come. We're talking about scenes of heaven, scenes of glory. And what I want to do is just read, I can't read all of it, but I'm going to read some of the key verses for us because, and then break them down because God wants to build us up with great hope today. He wants us to live with the, what the Bible, what Bible teaching and Bible doctrine calls the blessed hope. But Revelation 22 says this, beginning with verse 1. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb of God, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Wow. That's what we have to look forward to. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb of God will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. Aren't you looking forward to serving him? Hallelujah. It says they will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun. Can you even imagine a world without the sun? We'll get the light of the sun, the S-O-N. Hallelujah. It says, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. The angel said to me, these words, everybody say these words. This is what I mean by taking to heart. No matter what you're facing today, no matter where you find yourself online, no matter what you read on the news or no matter what you saw on the news, no matter what is happening in your world, when you belong to Jesus, these words are trustworthy and true. How many know we can take that to heart? Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah. A little more. The Lord God, the Lord, the God who inspires the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Verse 7, look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll, jumping down to verse 12. Look again. I am coming soon. 
My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. And then you jump all the way down to 20. He who testifies to these things says, yes. Everybody read that with me. Ready? I am coming soon. One more time. I am coming soon. One more time. I am coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Put your hands together and say, yes, Lord. Come soon. Hallelujah. Amen, Lord. Amen. Come, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. The title of today's message is Take to Heart. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. And I want to pray today. I want to pray right now. Before we came in here, as we prayed for all three meetings today and all of the people who would come online and all of you in this service, one of the things we prayed for was revelation. We prayed that God this day would 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 open up your heart so that with the eyes of your heart you could see the realities of his promises. The promises that go way beyond what we're living in, what we're facing, what we're struggling with. The promises that go beyond the hardship and the difficulties and the wonder of of what's going to happen with the economy and what's going to happen with our country and what's going to happen here and what's going to happen there. God wants to open our eyes. He wants us to focus on him and say, Lord, come soon. We're waiting for you and we believe that you are coming soon. So lift your hands today. Come on all over the building. Lift your hands today. And let's ask the Lord. Come on, let's ask the Lord for a revelation. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come in a spirit of agreement. God, we pray for the church of Jesus Christ, oh God. We pray for revelation. We pray for an assurance. We ask that you would help us to take to heart, oh God, that you are coming soon. Yes, Lord, come soon, oh God. Come right now, we pray, oh Lord. And God, I pray that we would be enabled by the power of the Holy Spirit to live, oh God, at peace, to live strong, to live to bring you glory, to live in faith, to live with a great blessed hope that, Lord, you are coming soon. So, Lord, I pray today that right now you would do something in all of our spirits. I pray for every church, oh God. In America, I pray for every church, Lord, on this planet. I pray for every Christian, oh God. We say, we testify that you're coming soon. Yes, Lord, come soon. Bless this word. Bless our hearts so that we can live, Lord, with the blessed hope deep inside of us. If anyone is feeling hopeless. Father, in the name of Jesus, break the power of hopelessness with the blessed hope. If anyone is in fear, my God, God, break the power of fear with the reality of the blessed hope. May the blessed hope overwhelm us and overshadow us, oh God, and take a deep hold of our hearts. Bless this word now by your mighty power, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.
and amen. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. The blessed hope. The blessed hope basically is this. It's having faith in the power of God's prophetic promises. It means that we live our lives today based upon his promised tomorrows. It means that you watch the news differently. It means that you receive news differently. It means that as we walk through this life and as we, as we operate in this world, we remember that we are ambassadors for Christ. We're here to testify for the glory of God. We're here to let people know that heaven is coming soon, that Jesus is coming soon. And that's what really counts. You know, I had this, uh, so I was, I was pulling out of, uh, um, I, I, I was getting some chicken strips for lunch. And I was pulling out. And um, so there was a car in front of me and I was right behind and like there were like basically no cars coming. And it, it was two ladies chatting, I think. And um, they, so they waited, then the cars came, and then the cars passed, and then there were like no cars, you know, like time to step out, and they were kind of waiting again. So I went, beep, and, um, and they exploded. And when they pulled out, they were going like, they were giving me the business, God forgive me, I started laughing. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh snap. And I was like, man, Lord. <laughs> The last thing we want to do is irritate people. I should have waited a little longer. You know, people are on 10 right now. But we don't need to be on 10 because he's coming soon. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We live our lives based upon the promises of God. Our promise is sure. Our promise is sure. He's coming back for us. His reward is with him. We will walk on streets of gold. There will be a beautiful river with the water of life running through it. There will be trees that bear fruit for the healing of the nations. That's what we have to look forward to. Isn't it wonderful to know? Listen to what Randy Alcorn said from his book in heaven. If you read history, you will find that Christians who did the most for the present world were just those who thought the most of the next. So you know what? Let's start thinking more of the next world. That's what I'm praying. I'm praying that God would help us to start thinking about the next world. To lift up our eyes and to lift up our hearts and, and to a few times a day to look up and say, Jesus, when are you coming, Lord? We're waiting. We're waiting for you, God. Right, but we know you're coming soon. Our hope is in you. The more you think about the next world, the more impact you're going to make in this world. The more we shape our lives for the day that Jesus comes back, the more effective we'll be for the glory of God. So let me just say a couple of quick things that we have to look forward to because if you're going to be inspired by heaven, you have to understand some of the things that we have to look forward to. So, uh, like, this speaks explicitly to what we're facing right now. 
First of all, heaven is going to be marked by unity and diversity. Heaven is going to be marked by unity and diversity. The Bible says that the nations will be healed and brought together. Okay? As you watch the news, as you look at people protesting, as you experience the anger and the angst, I'm telling you right now, Jesus is going to unite the nations. I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a day, there's going to be a time when people will no longer look at each other as enemies. We're going to look at each other as brothers and sisters, every tribe, every tongue. Hallelujah. What a day it's going to be when we get to heaven. The nations, hallelujah, are going to be healed. He says, on the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Even in this most fractured time in our history, okay, even in a time when people are losing their ability to love. And by the way, don't lose your love. Christian, no matter what you're going through, it says in the last days, the love of many will grow cold. Don't lose your love. Somebody say amen. amen. In these times when people are getting divided, God promises that he will unite us. What looks impossible is possible with the power of God. I want to give you a little quick illustration. In 1914, during World War I, there was a truce for one day. Guess what day it was? It was Christmas Day. It was the day that Jesus was born. And look, on Christmas Day, 1914, German soldiers, I believe that this was prophetic. Okay, this was one of the, the bloodiest wars in the history of mankind. But on Christmas Day, 1914, German soldiers approached Allied lines and called out Merry Christmas in their enemy's native tongue. And they exchanged gifts. They sang carols they, and played soccer. Okay, a German lieutenant recalled how marvelously wonderful, yet how strange it was. The English officers felt the same way about it. Thus, Christmas, the celebration of love, managed to bring mortal enemies together as friends for a time. One day, why did that happen? Because one day Jesus will tear down every wall of anger. One day Jesus will tear down all of the division. Come on, celebrate it, celebrate it. He's gonna do it by his mighty power. That's our faith, that's our hope. Our faith is that Jesus is gonna heal the nations. And guess what? He did it back there for one day to prove that he's the only one who can heal the nations. Who's going to heal uh, our days and who's going to heal our times? Only Jesus can heal our days and our times. But he promises that he will heal the nations. Blessed be the name of the Lord. By the way, if Jesus is able to, to stop division, if Jesus is able to stop racism, if Jesus is able to, top, to stop wars and rumors of wars, if he's able to heal at that level and bring unity and wholeness, 
You see, even as I talk about this, I feel the conflict in you. I feel the strangeness of what I'm talking about because we don't see it here. But brothers and sisters, we have to believe just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not possible. Jesus is bringing healing and transformation. He's coming soon. Hallelujah. And can I tell you this? If he can heal the nations, he can heal your family right now. Come on, somebody say amen to that. If he can heal the nations, he can heal the division with friends. He can heal our neighborhoods. If he can heal the nations, he can heal the fracture that's going on right now. If we will step out and believe, if we will humble ourselves, if we will reach out and love, love again even though you are hurt. Love again even though you are insulted. Love more. Love like Jesus. Say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. If he can heal the nations, he can heal so much of what's going on right now. And so the blessed hope inspires our today because we understand our promise tomorrow. One of the things that I prayed, practically speaking, is that if there's anyone here, you're divided by someone you love from someone you love. If you're separated from someone that you love, reach out. Stop the division. Can I just say one more thing about this? Okay, you know, divorce is rampant right now. And let me tell you something. The Bible says he who chases fantasies is foolish. And some people are believing these demonic fantasies that with someone else it'll be better. But it won't be better because you'll be there. What, the only thing that can happen is God has to get you and fix you and grow you. You see, stop chasing fantasies. Look to Jesus. Jesus can heal what he's given you. Jesus can bless what he's provided for you. It's God's will. It's God's way. Stop running. Don't believe the demonic lies that say you should separate and go someplace else. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder, the Bible says. Incredible things happen when we humble ourselves before God. When we go to God and we humble ourselves, incredible things happen. And we know, we know the blessed hope says that the fullness of the healing of Christ will be released. But Christ wants to heal now. That's the first thing. Secondly, this is what we have to look forward to in heaven. Heaven will be marked by joy and celebration. Heaven is going to be such a remarkable celebration and such an experience of joy. We have, we have drops of joy on the planet, on the earth. But when we get to heaven, we're going to experience the absolute fullness of joy. Why is that? Let me tell you why. Here's what's going to happen Okay, we're going to be free from the curse of sin and death. You see, the downward pull of sin, the downward pull of the devil, the downward pull of the fall of Adam, that downward pull, that thing that makes everything about this planet just a little bit off. Okay, we're going to be freed from the curse of sin and death. 
everything. There'll be no more sin. There'll be no more temptation. There'll be none of the ugliness of the darkness of Satan and the kingdom of darkness. We're going to be freed from that curse. If you battle with temptation, if you battle with addiction, if you battle with struggles, whom the sun sets free is free indeed, and we will be totally free on that day. Come on, somebody, praise God, because freedom, the fullness of freedom is coming. It says, no longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb of God will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. Look at this. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. You know why we're going to celebrate? You know why we're going to have so much joy? It's because we're going to know that we know that we truly belong. There'll be no more isolation. There'll be no more depression. The spirit of rejection will be gone from our midst. Hallelujah. We will be totally accepted. That symbol of the name on our foreheads will say, you belong to Jesus. You do have a father. And your father loves you with an everlasting love. How many believe that today? He loves us. He's chosen us. We belong to him. On that day... I just read about there's this phenomenon, a psychological thing called imposter sy syndrome, okay? Imposter syndrome is the psychological phenomenon in which people are unable to internalize their own worth or success. That's from the devil. People often internalize the idea that who they are is not worthy of acceptance, Causing a fear of being perceived as a fraud or imposter. They could send the musicians out. You know, the, the, the thing that I believe people struggle with the most is a sense of rejection. I think there's something about being imperfect. There's something about falling. There's something about living with the sinful nature. That you know Jesus is perfect, but you know because you have to live with yourself. You know that sometimes dark things can run through your spirit. Ugly things can run through your mind. Sometimes, whether you do it or not, you, you want to lash out. You want to do all sorts of things. And there's something about us because we're still, we still have the fallen nature. There's something about us that struggles with feeling accepted. Many of us grow up and we're in class and we're, we still remember being in the second grade and feeling like I don't belong here. We remember being in junior high and feeling like, I'm not accepted here. I'm not liked. And that sense of isolation, that sense of rejection. Some of us grew up in families that didn't share the depth of the love of God. They, 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 didn't, they didn't know how to say I love you. They didn't know how to hug. They didn't know. And so there's some kind of something that is put inside of us that we just feel like, you know what, I'm not worthy. But when we get to heaven, all of that is going to be cleared out totally. We will know that we know that we deeply belong. Hallelujah. No one will be left out in heaven. Come on, no one, no one will be left out. No one will be on the outside when we get there. No one will be on the outside. And here's what that means today. It means that today you can start receiving the fullness of heart, the wholeness of heart that Jesus wants to bring to your soul. It's not God's will for you to feel rejected. 
If man has rejected you, just know. Jesus said in the scriptures, even if your mother or your father leave you and forget you, I will never forget you. I'll never leave you. He is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's the faithful and the true. Lift up your eyes, brothers and sisters. Lift up your eyes because you might be rejected in the days ahead. But even if you're rejected, lift up the eyes of your heart and say, Jesus, you never reject me. You love me with an everlasting love. Heaven is going to be a place where we fully understand what it means to like totally be loved, totally be accepted. The pure intensity of the love of God would make us free. The pure intensity of the love of God is going to remove every ounce of isolation. I've been thinking about that, about what COVID has done. I've read reports about places where, where um, well, all over the world, literally, but whenever there's this, these intense lockdowns, people get more agitated and more aggressive and more angry because of a sense of isolation. You know what? Could we just lift our hands right now? I want to pray against the spirit of isolation beginning in Chicago. Father, your people, Lord, we come in agreement. God, we come against isolation in the name of Jesus. God, we pray, Lord, for a revival of, of your spirit to come, oh God. And to, Lord, remove that sense of isolation. Remove that sense of rejection. Start with any Christian that's hearing my voice. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your love overwhelm them. Let your love overpower, overshadow them right now, oh God. Remove depression and discouragement, oh God. Remove, oh God, the anger, the resentment, the bitterness that rises up in people's hearts when they feel alone. Move by your mighty power. Move in Chicago. God, move in our nation. God, move in our young people. God, move, Lord. Move by your mighty power, God. Move in, in, in governmental leaders, God. Move, Lord. Move all over the planet, oh God. Let your spirit, oh God, bring your love and your peace. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. What a day that will be. What a day that will be. Hallelujah. Here's the last thing and then we're going to close. Heaven will be marked by truth and light. Heaven will be marked by truth and light. In other words, there's going to be this complete completion of our understanding. Our faith will be made sight. Our understanding will uh, be complete. It says there will be no more night. That's, that's not just physical. It's It's spiritual. Things will no longer be dark when we get to heaven. It's worth, it's worth to live now, even though we see through a glass darkly. When we get to heaven, there will be no more night. There, they will 
not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light. We will see him face to face. When we see him face to face, we're going to have complete understanding. In other words, right now, one of the things that might frustrate you the most is all of the scheming, all of the potentials, all of the scandals, all of the wonder. What's true? What's right? What's wrong? What's really happening? What happened here? What happened there? But one day, the light of Christ will shine and the truth will be laid bare and we will be with him and we'll have a fullness of understanding. One day, when we see God face to face, we'll actually become just like him. We're going to be transformed by the power of the truth of God. You may not be clear today, but how many know one day we will be clear? Listen, there's no confusion in heaven. There will be no confusion in heaven. There will be no secrets. There will be no scandals. There will be no scams. And so today, brothers and sisters, don't lose the blessed hope. Don't lose your hope, no matter what's going on right now. Say, Lord, I may not know everything, but I know enough to trust you, God. I know enough to follow you, God. I know enough to believe you, God, and to rejoice in you, God, because you're coming soon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worship him. Worship him. Sing to the Lord. Lift your hands in your house. Walk in your yard and lift up the, the name of Jesus. He's coming soon. Hallelujah. He's coming soon. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Listen to what um, Randy Alcorn said. He said, nothing is more often diagnosed than our homesickness for heaven. We think that what we want is sex, drugs, alcohol, a new job, a raise, a doctorate, a spouse, a large screen television, a new car, a cabin in the woods, a condo in Hawaii. Yeah, keep going. What we really want is the person we were made for. His name is Jesus. And the place we were made for is heaven. Nothing less can satisfy. Come on, put your hands together with me. Nothing less, nothing less, nothing less. When we get to heaven, we're going to fully understand we're fully satisfied. It'll be clear. We won't be confused. We'll stop putting the wrong focus, the focus on the wrong thing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Look, I want to close with this quote. And as I go to close with this quote, I need to say this. A little while ago, I said, don't, don't allow anything or anyone to to make your love grow cold. Resist it. God wants us to love more than we've ever loved before. Here's another thing I want to say. Don't let your frustrations right now, okay? Don't let your frustrations cause you to lose your testimony. 
Don't lose your love. Don't lose your testimony. It's not worth it. Keep loving. Keep testifying. Keep focusing on Jesus. Keep pushing the, the, keep pointing at him. And people will get frustrated with you, but keep pointing at him. And people will want you to get in the mix with them, but keep pointing at him and keep pointing at him because hallelujah, he's coming soon. And they're going to get a glimpse of him. And they'll be transformed. Listen to this. Jonathan Edwards said, God is the highest good of the reasonable creature. And the enjoyment of him is the only happiness with which our souls can be satisfied. To go to heaven fully to enjoy God is infinitely better than the most pleasant accommodations here. This is powerful. Fathers and mothers, husbands, wives, children, or the company of earthly friends are but shadows. But the enjoyment of God is the substance. These are but scattered beams, but God is the sun. These are but streams, but God is the fountain. These are but drops, but Jesus Christ, our God, is the ocean. Come on. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. Hallelujah. Let's praise him. He's the ocean. He's the ocean. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name.